And can I just say I'm this time? Go ahead. There you go. What's up, everyone? Fourth podcast. Jesse has something to say. Well, no, it was something. It was a uh, nonsense in the group chat. It is not for. Um, it is not for the uh, the mass that, assumptions of our listeners. Now, now you have to say it. Now you have to say it. <laughs> I was talk. I was going to talk about the um, South Carolina's. Oh yeah, now we're football not. program having to rebrand their their mascot yeah. because somehow they don't own the, the um, Gamecocks. Yeah. So well the. They're the Gamecocks, but the mascot has a name. Like most of these programs, there's an, you know, the. What is it? Cockenheimer? No, he, he was like um, Sir Big Spur. Okay. And they don't own. Is that them. like a slave owner's name or something? No, it's somebody else owns the rights to it. And it just so happens that like, that's what everybody has called the rooster. And it's oh, a real right. rooster, which is weird. Like I get Georgia having a bulldog, right? Because like bulldogs are cool. Mm-hmm. But like. Yeah, I want to, you know, imagine you're being like the cheerleader or whatever, and it's like your job to wrangle an, a pissed off rooster. Yeah, your first day on the cheerleading squad is to, like, clean the rooster shit. Yeah, like, at least, like, other animals are cool. Like, it's a rooster. But but I digress. So they had a, a name, uh, a poll for a name, and, you know, some of the names are kind of silly. You know, there's... Two uh, percent of the vote. There's Captain Clock, and three um, percent of the vote is Cockadoodle Dude, which is you know clever. You've got six uh, percent of the vote. You've got Cluck Norris, which would be the the runaway winner mm-hmm. if it wasn't for it over seventy percent of the vote. The Cock Commander. Oh boy. So, yeah, things are going really well for down in uh, the Carolinas. But I digress because they would probably break every record for uh, merchandise if they actually went with that, with all just like the Twitter shit posters and everybody that would buy. That's probably what they're thinking. Yeah. So, yeah. Do we know why they're called the actual Gamecocks? Does anyone know? Trivia question. Well, it's, it's, it's a rooster. No, well, no, but why? It's, why? Why do they? Like, it's the state. It's not the state bird, right? Um, the in 1900, the football team was first referred to as the Gamecocks by the state newspaper. The nickname was referenced to the fighting tactics of General Thomas Sumter, the Revolutionary War hero known as the Fighting Gamecock. Good. That's a good quizzo question for you all. The more, the more you know. That's right. That's right. Cool. Speaking of Quizzo. Speaking of, speaking of Quizzo. There was Quizzo at Victory Lane tonight. Yeah. And it was actually extremely packed. They built an addition to the, like an outside addition. And like I, I picked up some to-go food and I insanely crowded. Not everybody knows that. But they had Quizzo. And the question that I heard when I was in there, where is the headquarters of the CIA? in what town in Virginia? And I was just sitting there and it was just like, <laughs> welcome to America. This is what we've come to. We can't, like, this is a quizzo fucking question. Like, and, you, and you just saw a bunch of steam coming from tables, right? I was, and I was just like, I looked down, there were some youngins and some olders, but I mean, it was like the bum on pack. And he said, okay, so again, uh, the CIA building named after George Bush is located in what uh, Virginia town? And Bill, like, did you what? get your did you get your food and on the way out of screen? Langley. <laughs> I was just, <laughs> just I just like there and was just like, this is a quizzo question. Am I this am I that old or that smart? Or is it a combination of both? I mean, probably, but I mean I don't know. Yeah, it's I was just uh, you should have handed him a forfeit sticker, Bill, and said, Hey, you want good content, check out this podcast. Those are like those are like Freemason pins. Only a select few <laughs> get those. All right, those aren't for the those aren't for the masses. There was trivia at a at a place down down near us here, and we were we weren't playing. We were just in having some dinner, and they had a question about the question was it was about Weezer, and the question was like, what '90s alternative grunge rock band has like with has their first six records associated with, um. A, a color and each one is is self-titled 
And I'm like, there's all kinds of wrong with that question. Because number one, Weezer doesn't have that many albums associated with a color. Most of them are, but the second their second record is not associated with a color, and it's called Pinkerton. Um, and it has nothing to do with a color. Um, and then and then she also and then the, the, the host also thought that she was slick and was like, uh, yeah, and one of them being the green album was a cover record, like all covers, which is also incorrect. So I kind of wanted to like go up and throw her laptop through the window. <laughs> Listen, was her name DJ Integrity? <laughs> um, no. No. Day awareness. But yeah, you know, but hey, trivia stuff's kind of fun, right? I that mean, been, that may have been her best intro ever. It was the most random intro ever. Let's put it that way. It's the most random intro. Absolutely. But hey, it looks like we're talking ba- a lot of baseball tonight. We've got, you know, little leagues back, you know, kicking off. I'm, I myself, by myself, uh, entrenched in little league um i always like putting it on seeing what's going on i like the energy um i love how these these kids just look like little little adults you know the way that they mimic every but i guess that's how we were growing up too you know when you play a sport it was like everyone wanted to be like mike you know right everyone sometimes sometimes they are idols what's up sometimes they are adults yeah <laughs> sometimes they are adults that's right shout that's right. out to uh yeah what that what year was that who was his name um shit uh damn i'm drawing a blank here um because it happened, happened right before the girl in philly played and did well yeah it was like one or two years before before she played and she and she did good she crushed danny yeah. almonte yeah he's afraid like he was he on like the new york team or something like the brooklyn team or something like wasn't he? Was he from the New York team? Yeah, he played. Uh, he played for the. I believe that he was in the Bronx, but yeah, like he had like a Fu Manchu and sideboard. We're like, yeah, he's thirteen. He's all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's hitting like three hundred and sixty foot homers. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's just got a little bop in his bat. Yeah, he was on the Bronx team. Yep. I remember seeing like I remember like. You're talking about it. I think that was when I used to watch uh, the, the Carton and Boomer show a little bit. And they were talking about it. And they were trying to picture her like, yo, dude, <laughs> like this guy got a lipper in, you know, just like, <laughs> like a lipper. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're like, yo, my man's like 13, 14 ish. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's hilarious. It smells like mint, mint skull over in the, like in the in left corner of the uh, like, dugout. There. Like these kids were afraid to get in the box against him because he threw hard <laughs> and was like wild a little bit too. Dude, I'll tell you what. That's like, you know, and we can go around the horn, like you know, and just share like moments of, uh, you know, your 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 fondest little league memories growing up. Uh, you know, I think all of us played little league, right? Mm-hmm. Jesse, were you a little league guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I played until I was I in. I was terrible. Six. I had fun, but I was I was I was really bad at baseball. I played right field. <laughs> I played right field and like stared at the fucking clouds half the time. Like, <laughs> Count butterflies. So I was so bored. All I wanted to do was 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 bat. That's all I wanted to do. I didn't care about anything else. But um, no. But I remember there's you know, uh, the, this one kid, I just remember he was from Berlin Township. Bill, do you remember this? Remember the kid I'm thinking of? I forget his name, but he was a monster. He was like, you know, like when you're growing up, there's always like one or two kids that like, you know, hit puberty like five years before everyone else. And they have like facial hair and their, you know, their balls drop and they're drop, you know, their voice is all deep. This kid was throwing heat. Like I, I'd say like sick, you know. In little league, like he's throwing like sixty miles an hour, you know. It's like I was scared to death of like, and he was wild too. Like he would hit kids, you know, and not care. And I just remember going to bat against this kid, and like I closed my eyes literally the whole time. He walked me, but like I, I never would have known it because I didn't see a single pitch come. I just closed my eyes. 
I could take that one step further. His name was Jake Richards. I played with him on the traveling team. And That's it, catcher, Jake. That was his name. I remember our catcher, that. Our catcher was Steve Ferroni on the traveling team. He didn't come to the game, and I was our backup catcher, and I had a catch, and he was so wild. He had so many balls that would bounce and hit my, like, thigh between the, like, oh my God. and shit. Like, the fourth or fifth inning, I had, like, a meltdown because I didn't bring my catcher's mitt because I didn't think I was going to catch that game. So I had to use this, like, shitty old ratty one. Oh, Gary, they're the worst. Gary you got, like, a beat-up, <laughs> shitty old glove, you know? Gary Horton's dad's – he was the coach with with Mr. Shanaki. And, like, in the fourth – like, in the fourth inning, he threw a ball so hard, it, like, destroyed the glove, and I thought it broke my hand in half. And I was just, like – I fucking – I snapped. So I was like, I fucking can't catch with this glove. My legs all like shattered from get like smacks on short hop. This kid, this kid was like, this kid was like six foot two in like fifth grade. He looked like Steve Simpson in like high school when we were in fifth grade. Yeah, but he, but 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 he stayed that way, you know. Like he's still the same height now. You know, he just he just peaked like way early. You know, insane how hard he threw. Insane. It was crazy. I was scared to death of 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 that. I'll never forget going up the bat. That was like the one time I'll never forget. And then. Um, speaking of coach Jim Shinaki, I had him, the, my other memory was I, uh, I hesitated. I hit a ball, a liner into like, I don't know, shallow left or something like that. And like the left fielder was like sleeping on the ball and I clearly made it to first, but I, I wasn't really paying attention. Like my baseball key, like I was terrible and I didn't really care that much to be good at it. Cause I just, I focused all my energy on on basketball really. But so I didn't have the IQ to really like understand like, Hey, like don't just run it out through first, like know where you hit the ball and, and recognize the opportunity to go to like first to second, you know? Well, after the game, Jim Shinaki made an example of me in front of my entire team and all the parents, he called me the laziest player he's ever coached in baseball ever. Like, like he he tore me into asshole. I was like eleven years old, you know, and like my head dropping down. Like I was, it was like the it was like probably the saddest moment of my life up until then. So like the very next game, I'll never forget it. My very next at bat, like I hit a similar ball, and I didn't stop running. Like, I just, I didn't, like, he was at third base. And, like, he, I just remember hearing him, like, I, I went to, I went to round first into second. And I got lucky because I should have been out at second. But the, whoever the fielder was, like, like, flubbed the, like, flubbed the, the throw. And, like, it hit, like, the second, the second base was, like, the top of their glove. And then they kind of just, like, they missed it, you know? So then I just kept running. I went from second to third. And like, all I remember is my coach saying, stop, just stop. Don't hold up. Stop. Don't run. And like, and then I, I slid head first in the third and got up and brought, and I was safe. And I just looked at him. I got up and looked at him. And like, he knew, like, he just knew why I did that. Message received. Message received. <laughs> it, it was probably again, like, the dumbest thing to do on the field at, the, at that time, but I just, I didn't care. <laughs> you, but you, other than that, like my, 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 my favorite memories was like going to watch like good teams, like the teams that Bill was on. Cause Bill was really good. And he, and like, I would just go and just get like a bunch of Swedish fish and like, you know, go to the snack stand, you know, fun dip. Oh, yeah. And just like, and go stand and sit up like in the area right behind the umpire and just where they, where they keep score yep. and, and just hang out there, you know, hang out with some, yep. Just put some, metal. oh yeah. That, it, was, it was like a hangout spot. It had the court. It was. Shoot hoops a little bit and stuff. Yeah. I met, imagine Bill's team is like bad news bears. Like there's like, they're ha- they're handing out like fifths of whiskey, smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Probably had about, about three tanners on our team. Just <laughs> yeah, right. just kids that just fucking just shit talked everybody, and they were all like five foot seven, so they couldn't back it up. Uh, no, yeah, no, we yeah we had a little traveling team for a little bit. That was yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Those were the fun ones, but yeah, I don't want to hug it. It takes too long. I already said my memory. I'm sure you guys want to talk about your lovely baseball days. <laughs> yeah, John, give us give us your 
your favorite Haddon Township Little League <laughs> experience? Well, I had the unfortunate uh, experience of being a pitcher in Little League. So it was around the time when, like, um, everyone, all the kids were getting hit in the chest with, with the flyback balls. So I had the uh, I had the mother that bought me the life jacket chest protector. So I walked out to the mound. We would have buried you. I, I walked out to the mound looking like the like, state. Hey, what's up, Cinderella? <laughs> uh, I, I walked out to the mound looking like the state puff marshmallow marshmallow uh, man. How you did know, you the, pitch? How did you pitch with that? It was like I, it was literally it, it almost looked like a life jacket, but it was like tighter to your chest. So I, I looked like I was always like you know 20, 30 pounds overweight, or or I was like on steroids. <laughs> Um, obviously at that time I wasn't as tall as I am now, but, um, it it was, it was a sight to see, but you know, you walk out there looking like a, like you have a bulletproof vest on. Basically, it's basically what it, what it it came down to. It was like a super tight sort of life jacket. Um, but no, I was a pitcher. I catched a little bit, but pitching was my main thing. Little league. I threw, I threw like one or two no hitters. I was a good pitcher back then. Um, I was, and, and as a typical pitcher, I was a terrible batter. Um, afraid of the ball, similar to you, Matt. Um, but yeah, I couldn't hit for shit, but I could pitch pretty well. I gave yeah, up a few, a few dingers to a few guys. I'll give you one more quick memory and then I'll let Jesse go. So we're in Township, Bill. And like, remember the, remember the one field they had in Berlin Township? It was like super small. Yeah, you had the high like left. The back right. corner, like kind of yeah. like carved out of the woods. This, it was like a, it was like a peewee field. Yeah, and like I always felt like I had the best chance because, you know, I was pretty bad. But like if I ever made contact with the ball, I made pretty good contact. Well, I was at the bottom. I was typically I batted like bottom of the lineup, you know, and like <laughs> with that. I remember. Yeah, no, but like I remember like I was leading off in that inning and I go to like pitchers, you know, you know, throwing, warming up. And I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the ump to like signal for me to go, you know, step into the box. I'm like practicing my swings a little bit. And the catcher, I just remember the catcher being like this, this punk. And he had every, he just, he talked shit. You know, he was one of those, you know, he was a ham, you know? And like, I remember, just remember him saying like, all right, like this should be, you know, one, two, three, bottom of the lineup, fellas, bottom of the lineup. And I just looked at him and he looked at me and like, this is like the first or second pitch and this kid was like not a good pitcher i remember this kid threw like meatballs and um i hit like this high i don't know like maybe it was his 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 fastball but it was a little high and i remember i crushed this ball and i just remember again my coach jim shanaki saying dear lord matt shatter and like this ball went so high like but it was as high, it, it it didn't have good a lot of distance, but it was <laughs> it was so high in the air that like it eventually made it like to like the the right center field fence, and like I'm like holy shit, I think I'm gonna hit a home run, like I can't believe it, and I'm like starting to like slow down my trot, you know, and their right fielder actually caught the ball like on the other side of the fence, like he had enough time to like run, get in position and then like catch it like on the other side of the fence. So like, he robbed me of a home run. But like this field was like so fucking it was so small. It was like it uh but yeah, that was my that was my only time I ever like got a, even close to hitting a home run. <laughs> so Jesse, give us give us give us your 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 favorite little league memory. I mean or memories. I shared like eight. So. Well, the I played uh, over in Merchantville, and uh, the fun thing about the Merchantville Little League was it was the first step into the like the Pensacola, the PYAA league, which was a, a bigger time league. So the Merchantville League, the whole idea was it was just luck of the draw. And chances are, by the time you were done, you would probably end up being on one of the, the like a team that would win a championship. Well, this one guy who was had a little bit of money to throw around and had young kids, he he made himself the guy that would help bankroll the league. And um, 
his team that he was the, the coach on magically was the best team every year. It was the damnedest thing you'd ever seen in your life. And uh, the one year, we had our roster set, and one of my friends was the was a, a pitcher. And, I mean, we were like 10, 11 at this point. He, and he started to develop a, a, a curveball. And he had a for for kids that young had a had a decent fastball too, and we're like, holy shit, we got Scott on the team, we might actually win a couple fucking games. So we had our first couple practices. We show up to the first game, and everybody's like, um, where's where's Scott? And the the coach is like red in the face, and he's like, yeah, Scott's not on the team anymore. And we're like, what do you mean? Scott's not in the team. We saw him at school today. Where is he? Oh, he's on. Uh, he he's on another team. And we're like, wait, what? He he was traded. No, we don't get anybody. He's just on another team now. He was taken off our team and put on the that guy's team so he could have another pitcher. And the great thing with that league was, it got to the point where. The first pitcher in a game could typically had some control, but after that, it was just guys throwing gas. And sometimes it'd go over the plate. Sometimes it hit you or you'd get. So like that last year, I would either get I would either strike out. I would get hit by pitch or I would get a walk. And typically, most of the time it was hit by pitch or a walk. So that, you know, that was a it was fun times. I mean, but the 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 worst I guess the worst funniest memory was we were in a game and I was the like the second pitcher and I was supposed to go in because the the coach's son was pitching and he had nothing he had nothing and the coach wouldn't pull him out and we're winning we were winning big we were curb stomping this team like every inning they'd claw back a couple and they'd claw back a couple and his his older kid his older son was on the team as like a helper and he's like dad you should really you know put him in he put him in put him in put him in so he doesn't put me in his kid walks in the the winning the tying run and then you know they blow the game open and we lose so and they were shit talking us even though like we were up big and they had no business when they were shit talking us and i'm standing at the back of the line and, you know, you know, do the good game, good game, good game thing. And I'm like seething, like so fucking angry, seething. And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck these guys. And I just giant loogie right into my hand. And it's just like, good game, good game, good game, good game. And uh, somebody figured it out. And um, that entire team chased my ass through the entire um Little League Complex that that afternoon. That was uh, like running from one field to the uh, to the next to the next, like for my goddamn life with like a whole baseball team chasing after me. It was uh, good times. Never could have been a sandlot scene. Could have been a sandlot scene. Yeah. Quick, uh, quick um, comment on this. I know everyone's probably had the team or a couple teams that you were on. Like it was like Frank's body shop or whatever. Like, yeah, I was, I, I just, if we go around the horn, I think it's funny. Like I was on Lenny Vermont and Leonard LVL. That was a law firm. I was on wow video and wow true, video and the auto and, man and true value hardware. I don't know if anybody has value. any good ones, but any good sponsors. See Burrow, Burrow, Burrow didn't have the sponsor. No, like township had, had the sponsor. Yeah. Like, we paid but, for the uniforms. Like we had a, we had to give them like 50 bucks. And no, we, got, we had to sell. We had to sell like five hundred pounds of can of candy. candy. We had to give them cakes, <laughs> and we had to give the uniforms back. Like we only yeah, we did. Them. Oh, okay. we yeah, we back. did. Like they weren't ours to keep, and it was crazy. Like the one, you, like it was like. I'm surprised and, we could keep the hats. Yeah, no, they were the only thing we could keep. I still got a couple somewhere, and I got one of my jerseys actually still from one of my tournament teams. It's actually dope. And yeah, I, that was the one thing I wanted to say. Like. Uh, I you know, get Jersey fit with, with the, uh, get, get, but the little league art back then, it was so basic, you know, like all, and even like the traveling, like t-shirts you would get for like the tournaments and stuff. 
it was just like that basic clip art of like a kid swinging a bat, but like the way it like the way it like like weathered over time, it just ended up being like this all these these dope vintage looking t shirts. The real little league thing you need, you got to find your baseball cards. I got a couple of mine. Oh, yeah. That's right. Those right. Good for about 11 right. years. Favorite, favorite, favorite player, Mark McGuire. Yeah. Yeah, you had to put all your shit on there. Yeah, that's right. I remember that's that. Funny. That's funny you mentioned that because I think someone found, uh, was it Mark Zuckerberg's like old little league card and someone like they slabbed it for the PSA? No way. Like, yeah. Pretty, pretty interesting. And we were pre-participation trophy days, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't get a trophy unless your team made, like, at least one playoff game or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and, you know, the funny thing, you'd, you'd see Mark McGuire, like, when him and uh, Kinseko came up, like, every kid in our in our league was doing the leg kick halfway to their goddamn chin trying to like <laughs> yeet every ball out of this out of the out of the the park well my my one of my first name little league paper. teams yeah one of my first little league teams we were the A's and i would just remember i was like wow like that's like we have the best team you know like and then i remember one other year i was like on the blue jays or something i was like ah I don't want to be Blue Jays or like the other year I was like the Reds and I'm like, I don't want to be the Reds. I want to be the Giants or something like that. Cool. You know, but yeah, we were, we didn't, we weren't, um, we didn't have the sponsors. Like Bill said, we, we had to pay our way. We didn't do the sponsorships. Well, I don't want to make it seem like I was in like the, the snobby, we still we I remember saying hey, you weren't the other way. You guys were you guys were smart. You you had you had yeah. sponsors so you didn't cost you money. Like well, those bail bonds. They had uh they had us selling I remember like selling like cheesecakes. Like our our fridge downstairs in the basement was like <laughs> fucking full of cheesecakes. Cause like <laughs> how the hell are you gonna sell like a hundred cheesecakes? You know, yeah. it's not like you said like candy mats, like candy's like I kind of easy to sell. How many cheesecakes can you sell to somebody? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah. I think that paid for like the lights lights there now or something but you know i think and when wow video was still around they still had like the pictures like you take that group fit group shot yeah it was always cool like walking a wow video be like oh and there i am right there oh, there you are i, I remember 12 year old me i remember uh suncoast hollywood video like i mean i was ignoring the blockbusters obviously i know those but like west coast west coast video because yeah, i don't remember i don't remember wow i don't remember wow well. was over in uh over in uh westmont yeah. oh god I'm sure they, they had, had one over. I'm, by, I'm sure um, they had the nudie section at Wow. They did, oh, yeah, in the back, in the back. Yeah. <laughs> what was the one? I've never gone, but what was what, the one? What? what was the one video store on the Circle in Cherry Hill? It was like down off 38, like behind. You know that shopping center that was like behind the Wendy's. That was a random video store. Was that a Wow video? I forget. No, that was. Um... Wait, what did you say? It's so, it was uh, not Ellisburg Circle. What was the name of it? No, that? not Ellisburg. This is no, but it's the circle. Yeah. yeah, it's the circle that ran into uh, five sixty one. Ran into it or had no. it or not five sixty one? Um, it's like Brace Road or not Brace Road. Um, Church man, Road. We're, fuck, we're fucking this all up. Church, Church Road, Road. That's it. Yeah, because it was like where Maple Shade kind of ended and Cherry the Hill diner began. Was there. there was the Nissan dealer right there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I thought I always thought that was a wow video. Yeah, no. Shopright had a uh, had a rental in there. In the, in the oh shop. yeah, yeah. They had a killer. Uh, like, they had a killer horror, horror section shopping with with you know with with the parents in the summer to get a video. Like you're in the grocery store for an hour getting a cart full of food. It's like I just came for a video. Yeah. And I want to go shopping the whole time. Well, that's where I was. If we went there, that's where I hung out. Like for like three quarters of the time, my mom was food shopping. I was in the video section looking at the horror, the and like, all you know, the artwork. I always grabbed like a rated R, like 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 Jaws or something like rated R, like Cobra, and like please, mom, please, no, it's rated like she just all she do. It was rated R, no, put it back. It's like no, I wanted there's no <laughs> nakedness in it. It just for the words. <laughs> no, PG thirteen. That's it. Yeah, there's <laughs> one. We'll get There's Captain one. Ron again. Let's go. <laughs> Put the Steven Seagal movies down, Bill. 
Like, it's that. Like, I would grab that. Like, Jaws. Jaws, sometimes she would let me get Jaws sometimes. But sometimes it was like, no, no. It's just it's too yeah, It's like, it's a shark. It's like, no, but it was always just, let me see the box. Is it rated R? No, put it back. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. And then every now and again, she wouldn't look. And I'd be like, no, no, it's PG-13, I promise. And then we get <laughs> home and, like, it's rated R. And I'd be like, oh. Oh, I thought it was. What? I thought it was PG-13. <laughs> Bill's, Bill's uh, switching the covers. I think yeah. he thought I got Predator the first time. I was like, no, it's just like, promise, there's no nudes. It's just like shooting and killing. No but PG-13, though, you don't see it. She's like, all right. And then I remember that. I was like, Predator, this one, this one, right? I was like, oh, it is? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's great. But yeah, no. You should have had Janine go rent it for you, Bill. Yeah, right. Who's that? Causing trouble. Oh, man. But yeah, now I guess. Uh, did Suckholes win yet? That means, for our win? listeners, that means that translate uh, your Philadelphia Phillies. Yes, they, they're winning in the ninth. So they'll, help you, they'll be up like four final. to three, though. It's the final. Uh, What's the score? Uh, four nothing. Four nothing. Four nothing. All right. I saw. I just saw they that we put Wheeler on the IL for he's gonna miss at least two starts with forearm tendonitis. That's great. That's a good sign. Go ahead and into the stretch run. But yeah. Well, you, we still don't have a closer. This lead. This 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 segues perfectly into our next topic: the uh, the stretch run of the Phillies. Why um, Bryce Harper so instrumental to that success? Can they finally? <laughs> Can they finally make the playoffs? Jesse, no. take us uh, to, what so are your initial thoughts here. I, I did, before I know knew that Wheeler was on the IL, I felt a lot better about it. But um, so they are two games up on the they're two games up on the the Padres. They are the fifth seed right now. Um, so. I mean, they're three and a half out of falling out of the playoffs altogether. The only unfortunate thing is they would have to play the Braves in a three-game series in Atlanta. I mean, that's... Hey, no problem. Super problematic. But, like, I look at I look at their schedule. For, so the, for the rest of this month, they've got the Pirates and then the Diamondbacks. So even without a closer and even without Wheeler... You know, that's doable. And we got uh, Gabe. Huh? Then we got Gabe. Then you got Gabe. Then you've got the Marlins, the Nationals, the Marlins, the Braves, the Blue Jays, the Braves, and the Cubs, and the last game against the Nationals. Like, that's a fairly – I mean, granted, you have, you know, six games against the Braves, six, seven games against the Braves, which is not ideal. You have seven against the Braves, but – the rest of that schedule is drac. Like, well, you does should, the does the does the sweep of, of, that the Cubs gave us earlier in this year does that does that come back to haunt us? I mean, the Cubs are not a good team. Like, they're fifty four and seventy. They're, they're not. not but, a, they, but they beat us up. They did, but I mean, we were also like, we were not. We're not in a good headspace. Yeah, and they're and they feel as our. I mean, right now. Since the All Star break, the Phillies are like the third or fourth best team in baseball. So, yeah, well, win percentage wise, we have like we have like the, one of the top what, top three or top five win percentages in the league. Yeah, and I mean, even, like if you, that. even if you go back to to the day they fired Girardi, they've got one of the better win percentages in the league from that day till now. So, you know, you figure you've got Gene back; he's stayed healthy after coming off the the IL. You've got Harper coming back tomorrow. That's a huge. That's Your MVP. Huge, Your MVP. Franchise guy. Yeah. And I mean, the, the good thing is that now you you have you you can move people around in the roster more depending on the the lineup and who you're facing and everything. So and that's great. And the young kids are all. And, you know, you look at all the, like Philly's daycare. Most of them are just going to be guys, right? Like Veerling is never going to be more than an extra outfielder. Um, the same with Sosa and um, all, all of those guys. You know, Bo- Boehm is, is a special, right? 
Bum's pretty good. Um, and stop. Like those are the two that you're like, those are like everyday ball players. You're going to be able to build around them going into the future. But you, these good teams, and even if you you look back to the to the Phillies teams that were that were great teams, like you had like the the Dobbses and the Jeff Jenkinses of the world that that would like, all right, I've got a man on in second. I just need a ball to flip. You know, I need a flare ball over the the left fielder's head. Just Huge. can somebody do it? One of those. You know, you'd put those guys up, and they'd you know they they'd get it done for you. So. You know, teams have those guys, and it seems like we've got some of those guys now, and it seems like everybody gets along with everybody. Uh, you know, I don't know if if uh, Thompson's the manager long term, but everybody seems to really enjoy playing for him. Uh, you know, so that's that's cool. But I mean, they're they're three they're three and a half up on the on the or three and a half up on the Brewers. And I honestly, I think if anybody falls out of this, it's it's the Padres. It's not us. Like they're dealing with so much shit right now with this, with the the Tatis and everything else. Like I could see them falling out of the out of it, and you know the Brewers moving up. But and I mean, you have seven against the the Braves. So like, if we get hot, which isn't out of outside of the realm of possibility, and and Harper starts to really mash you know if you take if you take like four or seven from the braves and you can gain some ground on them i mean granted we're you know eight back of them but you you start winning some of those games and then they start to get a little nervous and you know maybe we flop positions and then they have to play us three times in philly like i feel a lot better going into the playoffs being the fourth seed and fifth seed. Um, but I mean, I, I, I really do. I really, do. even with the injuries, I really do think the, the Phillies finally make the playoffs after what a decade. Like I finally, so we make them wild card. What's our best scenario? What's our best case? What, what scenario do we want? The best scenario I would, uh, I think the best scenario is to play the play the Cardinals, to be honest with you. Like, I don't think the Cardinals, the Cardinals are not a good team. And the only reason they're ahead of us in the, is because the NL central is hot garbage. They're, they're um, two games up on us and that's it. So I would much rather play the Cardinals than the Braves. Like the Braves are a top to bottom, ridiculously good lineup. So yeah, I would I would much rather play, but it it's one of those like you're really you're really flirting with disaster. Like if you're like, oh, let me you know, magoo a game or two here or there and you know, get out of the fifth seed to get down into the sixth to to play the Cardinals, right? Like if you if you fuck up a little too much, you fall out of the playoffs altogether. So this way I'd rather let's just get in and, and worry about it. After that, you so know, say we magoo our way, um, to you know, through a, a wild card series, then what it does not recede, so we would probably, um, we would probably get the Mets or Dodgers, depending on what happens in the 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 um Cardinals. Padre series. So, I mean, yeah, it's to Bill's point earlier, like congratulations, you knocked the Braves out of the playoffs. Now you get to play the Dodgers. Yeah. Now you get the, tar the beat out like, of at least either of those series, it's best of seven. You know, that's the thing. Like you get through, you get through a three game series, which is tough, which is weird. But I mean, the one good thing is we don't have a ton of um, mid-level pitchers. You know, you figure we've got, you know, we've got Wheeler, you've got Nola and, um, you know, Gibson's pretty good. And, you know, you've got other guys, but like, you know, it's three game, all hands on deck, just get through it and then get to that next series and you figure it out then. So I, I, 
if if this team can start can can stay hitting, there's no reason they can't get out of the first round of the playoffs. There's really none. Uh, yeah. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. <laughs> Perfect. I know. Talk about timing. Talk yeah. about topic. We're on the next topic, or are we done with the Phillies? <laughs> oh. I- Whoa. I'd like to just bring up a few points based on the Phillies talk that we just had. Just a few stats because everyone here likes stats. God, just, I, I love them. I can't get enough of them. <laughs> stats. Uh, Statmaster. Since 1987, there has been 81 midseason managerial changes. Uh-huh. Out of those 80 changes due to firings, only 19 teams played better than 500 baseball after that change was made. Mm. 6% of those teams which switched managers since 1987 – made a good enough turnaround to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Only two teams have made it to the World Series after making a mid-series managerial change. The 1978 Yankees, who actually won, and the 2003 Marlins, both times their managers were then replaced with a, yeah, we, that we, guy. We, we, we just, talked so, about- just so we, uh, we're clear on my stance of this, uh, and, I, and I, not to make a point, but since they fired Joe Girardi, this team was out of the playoffs, so we'll, we'll see if they can call my bluff, but that's where I stand. Good luck. Good luck, Phillies. But, I mean, they're in the playoffs right now. They are. Mm-hmm. So they have to beef it to be out. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have to beef it to be out. And, I mean, let's be real. They, they were playing terrible with Girardi, and they're playing great with Thompson. And as to your point, John, we brought, we talked about that. and Because you're like, you know, it rarely happens. And, you know, we, we talked about, the you know, it, it typically doesn't happen, right? But... It has in the last couple of years, twice. So, do you know? Do I think they are a, a World Series team? No, but it it certainly seems like what Girardi was doing wasn't working with this group of players. And I think a lot of it was just letting the guys do what you know, be themselves, and trusting these younger guys and playing the younger guys. Like you wouldn't have seen Stott and. Um, you wouldn't have seen stop playing as often as, as he is or or um, really any of the young kids. Like you wouldn't have – Philly's daycare wouldn't have been a thing. Those, most of those guys would have been double A. So I want, I want a shirt that says Philly's daycare. I don't – It sounds like another Philly manager who doesn't play young players and it causes the, the uh, franchise progress. Here we only go. Played player, only played one player this year because the other starter is a schoolboy baby bitch. Didn't show up, and that other player who wouldn't have been on the court is now maybe our best player. But continue, continue. <laughs> I love when sports inter- intermingle. Yeah, oh boy. <laughs> and suck and shit in this thing intermingles. Yeah, that's you know, welcome to Philly sports. Well, regardless of of how Bill and John feel, I I think that the I think that the <laughs> Phillies are making it interesting here down at the the end of the stretch here. I think it's. It's gonna, it's gonna make you watch, you know. Um, let's just hope that it's not watching Doc a bullpen. It should bring Doc Rivers in to run the bullpen. That oh, was spicy. Wouldn't that? I thought about that today. Interesting segment for down the way. If you were able to like trade coaches within sports, like Doc Rivers manage the Phillies for like a week and have like Rob Thompson, you know, coach a basketball game. Who would be more successful? Just spit and dip right on the on That's the court. topic too. Mm-hmm. Another, we got to we got to pop that on the dock. It's did Jay Wright retire knowing that if Doc shits the bed this year, he gone. And hello, uh, the whole the whole college coach going to pros like. That very that rarely works. Out. I didn't mean to derail us. I apologize. No, 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 no. It's okay. We can derail. I mean, we're. You know, the the one thing that I think we should just really briefly touch on is like the idea of we always sort of go back and forth about, you know, the Eagles seasons and the, even the Sixers seasons and now the Philly seasons. And like it seems like everyone here is kind of like, I mean, except for me, I guess it kind of OK with just the playoff run and out of the first or second round for for Phil, for the Phillies. When I when I kind of feel like when we have this discussion for other sports, it's kind of like it's Super Bowl or or NBA finals or bust. So I just kind of understand the, the mindset of the, is it just because like this team is where it is at this point? We haven't been in the playoffs. So 
that's like go guys go get them or like why is this not why is this not world series all in for the world series i guess is my question well my my mindset is like jesse mentioned it earlier it's been a what a decade since we've even sniffed the playoffs so the fact that you know our our season started out the way it did we lost our manager and the fact that we have even a fighting chance you know right now if if the season ended to tomorrow we're in the we're in the playoffs mm-hmm. so like you gotta have to start somewhere um especially when you were at you know a, at the bottom of the barrel the way the phillies were and and it seemed like it was going to be a lot worse than it actually has ended up this se- this season so it just gives you something to hope for you know and and something to root for um whereas i feel like the the the, the with the eagles you know they've been a higher tier team for so long i feel like the 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 standards and the um expectations for them has has just we've all we always try to we set them so high and i think it's it's it it's gotten in everyone's heads as it's as a fan is just ended up you know being championship or bust with them because of all those years with andy we we were a championship caliber team and we just never we never got over the hump. So I feel like we were always stuck in that mentality where like, you know, there's the, the Phillies and the Sixers um, uh, with the exception of like maybe the last, like, you know, what, eight seasons with the Sixers now or seven, however many it's been um, where we were actually like a playoff contending team, even a, you know, a championship contending team, uh, you know, uh, as some people would believe, but um. I just feel like we got caught in that mindset, you know, with the Eagles, whereas other teams, you know, it's, it's, it's not really like that. And like, I can't really, I can't really talk about speak for the flyers, but you know, you take a look at the flyers. It's like, whether they're dog shit or they're, you know, fighting for Stanley cup, you know, the well is sold out. I mean, it doesn't, you know, I feel like I, I even feel like their fans, you know, it's, they, they expect, you know, um, they expect a, a Stanley Cup run every year. Again, I might be wrong, but I just judging on, you know, the 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 fandom there. And, and I think it's the same. The same goes for the Eagles. It's like they um, they show up hell or high water, you know. Um, so. Yeah, I think it's a lot of hype too. I think well, that I think it, that's part of that it. too. I think you know, and I think I don't know. I think we can all agree that I think the Eagles are probably the most hyped. Whether you want to call it overhyped or hype, it's it's they're probably the most hyped team because of the way that the the nature of the NFL. You know, it's one game a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can you have all week. You have six days to to hype up a game. You yeah, know, and chatter. it could be a total it could be a total dumpster fire. But, you know, boy, is it fun talking about, you know, what the game could be and how it could end up and who's going to who's going to do what. And, you know, nine times out of ten, it doesn't end up that way, you know. So it's just, you know, whereas like the with the Phillies, it's like they've got they play like 2000 games a season. So it's like and with the NFL or the NBA and the, and the NHL, it's it's the same way. So it's kind of like you go through fatigues with those teams, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Whereas like the NFL, it's like, it's all hype, you know, it's, it's almost like boxing, you know, to, to, to John's point, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, you, you talk about well, one, it's that, you know, with the Phillies in the past, right. Oh, eight didn't happen in a vacuum. They, you needed that special run in Oh seven that, um, where the you know they get knocked out in the first round, but like the rally at the end of the season to knock the Mets out to win the division to to get into the playoffs, like that built on 08, and then 08 it all kind of you know they found out how to win in 07, and they went into 08, and they you know they went on that run, and then that that team was off to the races after that, you know, and it, it you know it, to match point also it's a long season. It's 162 games. It, it takes a long time to figure out what you've got. And it's a hard, it's a hard season to end. It takes so much to build a baseball team. Right. I feel like it's a lot easier in football to go 
and you see it all all the time. A team come from you know third or you know go from third to the division winner, and then make a run into the playoffs and and possibly win a Super Bowl. I mean, you look at the 2017 Eagles team. Nobody expected that team to be a, a Super Bowl team right off the jump. Like you started to see what Wentz was doing and that team was doing together, right? Like that first couple of weeks, you're like, "Wow, we might have something special here." But the way that 2016 ended, you're like, "Oh man, I don't know about Doug. I don't know about Carson. Maybe they can both take that next step. If we can make the playoffs, that's great." You know, to like that incremental improvement. That's all people were hoping for, and the team just started that 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 Eagles team just started to come together and come together and come together and come together. And it was like, every time they'd lose a guy, they'd be like, fuck it. We're just going to have to keep winning. And they'd lose another play. And they'd be like, all right, we're just going to have to keep winning games. And nothing seemed to stop them or bother them or phase them. They just, all right, cool. We got this. And it came out of nowhere. And unfortunately on the back end, it went away almost as quick as it, you know, as it came together. The, the next season was fun, but it was never, you know, the, that 2017 team always found a way to, you know, when a game was close to like step on the team's throat and just put it to bad most times. And the, that next team, the next, that next year, it was harder. It was always harder. And unfortunately it ends with the saints, but I mean, it's, but I mean, to John's point, it's baseball is a tough thing, man. And, and to, to what Matt said, they were so bad for so long that like just getting into the playoffs is going to be fucking huge. Right. And then, you know, you're gonna have a ton of dead weight off the books this year. Maybe they can go get another starting pitcher. I know John would love that. Like there's going to be a shitload of really good starting pitchers available. The Mets and Dodgers aren't going to be able to sign all of them. Yeah. So, I, I just look at it though. Like, and then we can just jump off of this. I don't want to yeah. bog everyone's time, but we talk a lot about like the situation with Brett Brown, Doc Rivers. We talk about like Nick Sirianni and Doug Peterson. And I think when you talk about firing a Matt, and this is, was, was my thought process when this happened, you know, when you fire the manager mid season, you are, I don't want to say you're essentially folding the season, but you're kind of like, fuck it. We've got nothing else going for it. Let's try it out. At the end of this season, does the manager stay? Chances are probably not. And then you go through another regime again. So it's like, what what what's the benefit of doing it midseason other than just saying like, okay, cool, we can get a couple more games out of it, maybe a playoff run. It's kind of like, like I said, I feel like when you start next season with a new manager, it's like, here you go again. You're starting fresh. It's a new pitching coach. Maybe it's a new hitting coach. It's like all the shit. And you're like back to square one. And then not we might we might not though. I mean, they might retain him. You know, we don't know. The the but John, to your point, the thing that you do have is when you make that change halfway or before before even the halfway point, you see what you've got in the clubhouse. You know, you fired the manager, and all those guys were like, "Fuck, we just he lost his job because of us." And but then you would read stuff. And you're like, okay, I, I can kind of get there was friction in the clubhouse and that it, was, it wasn't the right vibe. He'd been there. I mean, he hadn't been there a ton of time, but it wasn't his first year. So you see what you have in the clubhouse. And maybe if they don't make that change and the season just completely implodes, now you don't know what you've got in the clubhouse. You make the change and you see the guys that rise to this challenge. You know, that the Schwarber comes in, he's just – the, some dude off the street essentially and he's like no we're gonna we, we need to do things this way and you know some of the veterans that had, have been on winning teams start talking about this is the way we need to run, do things and it 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 definitely led to a change in the philosophy of this team where now you know that you've got a winning ball club. And the re- I mean, the reason Girardi was fired is because they spent a shitload of money and underachieved. Like that's on him as, as much as it is the players. And unfortunately he lost his job over it. And I mean, they've been playing great since. So there had to have been some culpability on both sides for it. Right. So, and I will make one more point 
in ter- and then and this is my final thought, and then we can move on. Going back to the whole expectations for you know uh, championship or bust, we did have those expectations for the Phillies for almost a decade, like from like 2005 to like 2011 or 2012. We were like, you know, we're you know like 2005 2006. We were like, we're so close, we're so close, and then like from there on out, it was like World Series or bust. You know, we were winning. Division titles, we were st- we, we had stack lineup. It was you know that Citizens Bank Park was was humming every night. It was nuts the butts in there, um, and it, there was there was high expectations every year. And I just remember that Cardinals year. That was like that was like the year the Eagles lost to the Panthers that one year. You know, like that was our year. It was like, and we did we couldn't. Just couldn't get over the hump, you know. Is that, so, uh, is that Matt Holiday? Yeah, is that Matt Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, any more stats from John? Because I know John can't go five minutes without spitting off some <laughs> stats. I got no more. I'm all out. I'm all out. Well, well, well. John does have some. I think John. John has some questions. I think we're gonna. Shall we kick into this new segment you, you want to test out here? Yeah, dude, sure. I, even, I, I even have uh, music that goes along with this segment. Oh, that's well, great, because I was thinking about putting some music in, in, in this post, but if you got it right now, it's even better. Is it like any some, some NFL films, like copyrighted uh, NFL films music? Absolutely. Can you hear it? Nice. It sounds like some cheesy NFL bloopers video from the 80s. Listen, you know, the the intern department really helped us out on this segment. They went to the deepest directs of the Internet to find some great, great sound music that goes along with the segment, which I love it. We're fiddly, fittingly calling this the two minute drill here at Forfeit, where I and others. Bill is furiously making a logo for it. He's working on it and t-shirt. Oh, I just see he's got a stack of napkins next to that chair. He's just basically uh, what we're going to attempt to do is go around here in two minutes. I have randomly made some questions. Some are sports. Some are not sports. Some are really random. Uh, some aren't. Uh, but this is my first stat at it, stab at it. Maybe maybe the segment sucks. Maybe we delete it out of there. Bill's going to the bathroom, it looks like. So. <laughs> yeah, it's not over yet. I'm sorry. I thought we were already done it. <laughs> so, well, I mean, you Bill, were, you're, you've been all right, Bill's going first. Bill's going first. Bill's, Bill's going first. You're the first one up, so I'll uh, hit you with your first question. Give us your celebrity crush that you've never mentioned on air. Good one. Wow. Celebrity crush. Got a two minute drill. Oh, God, there's so many. You can give us one. Jillian <laughs> um, Anderson. Jillian Anderson. Not sure I know who that is, but okay. Yeah, I don't know who that is either. You just make it up names. <laughs> the X Files? No, he's not. Oh, oh, X Files. Oh, okay. 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 All right. Okay. okay. All right. Fair. All right. Scully. All right, Bill, you ready for this next one? Oh, yes. geez, you're going to fall down the steps. You've just won $20 million in the lottery. I'm your boss. Tell me how you quit. How oh, I quit? Wow. Well, my direct boss is a friend, so I. No, would... you, no you're going to tell me. I'm your boss. Oh. You're going to tell me. You're, you're you're on the phone with me. You're talking to me. How are you quitting? I was going to. I'd probably be like, dude, I had so many speeches pre- prepared. Has this ever happened? But I don't give a fuck. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> right, excellent. Excellent. All right, Jesse, you're up next. When you said 10 and 6, this was perfect because it was perfectly fitting this question for you. That's, a, that's an Eagles record right there, 10 and 6. Right. All right, here you go. WNBA game, women's team, USA soccer, or LPGA event, which one are you a- attending? The uh, women's soccer. Uh, I, I figure I could I punt. Yeah, no brainer there. All right. Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. Bench one, start one, cut one. Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. Wow. I know. Oh, man. I'm <laughs> starting MJ. I'm cutting LeBron, and I'm benching Kobe. I love right. it. I love right. it. You're the man. <laughs> You're the All man. Right, you be on, you'll, be on, you'll be on my coaching staff, Jesse. Absolutely. All right, Matt, for you. All right. 
poorly run sports franchise would you want to buy to turn around? Oh, man. Um, like any Philly franchise. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let me see. Any, any franchise? Any franchise. Doesn't matter what sport. Poorly run. Ah, oh, man, I'm trying to think. I'm, 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 I'm trying to think based on their logo, which one I would want because it has a cool logo. Um, God. Um, the Falcons. The Falcons? Yeah, okay. Falcons. All right, and what's Philly sports moment do you regret that happened? Uh, um... Drafting Ben Simmons. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Excellent. And, and and that, the crescendo of music ends, and that is the two-minute drill. Sponsored by... Minota, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool, John. Thanks for putting the effort into that. Love that. That wasn't being sarcastic either. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't sense the sarcasm. I'm being sincere, damn it. <laughs> Well, I have a I have a boatload. We can we can do this every episode if the uh, if the if the followers. I love, love it. Um, I thought you were I thought you were going to come at come at us with a, a fuck one, marry one, kill one, but it was a start one, bench one, cut one. So I can listen. I, I'll give you a wild card. Give me a number. Uh, uh, seven. Seven. Let's see here. All right, five million dollars are on the line. You, you get Justin Tucker to hit a 60-yard field goal, Steph Curry hit a three from half court, or a 300-yard drive by Bryson DeChambeau. Who you who you picking to Steph win your $5 million? Steph Curry. All right. Good, good, good. Steph Curry, the, 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 the best uh, NBA player in the world right now. There you go. Arguably. 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 That's a half-court shot for Steph at the half-quarter. That's a big one. I think you got to go. I think you got to go. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's this half-court shot looking like? What's this half-court shot looking like? There's no conditions. Well, hold on. What's this half-court shot looking like? Is this like an inbounds play and he's like no, he's, he's like, coming off a screen? Or is he just like – This is this is pregame. Oh, God. Yeah. Bill. All pregame. Come on. He had some like foul shots. Yeah. I mean, everyone's got an opinion on it. Yeah, no, I get it. No, but, but the Justin Tucker is a, is a good. Uh, and, and that probably would have been my second choice. All right, here here's one. I'll throw out one more real quick. All right, what's easier, a soccer penalty kick, make contact off an MLB pitcher, or an NBA three pointer? The easiest right. soccer kick. The soccer kick is the easiest. To put it in. I mean, as as long as you don't telegraph, um, what what direction you're you're shooting at as long as you put it on net it's going in i mean you could practice i mean guys do it they practically like pooch it and it rolls in like i would i'm fucking terrible at soccer i'm worse at soccer than i am at baseball you just keep your head down you don't look up you just keep your head down look where you want the ball to go and it'll go if you pick your head up they sail it over the goalpost and they go no yep no, because they come in nonchalant, like, and they they want to watch it go in like a golf shot, and then like, and they just airmail it right over the top bar. Airmail. I saw a video of a guy, I guess, setting up for a penalty kick, and he had his his foot just like bent back, like just winding up, and then like he just waited and waited and yep. waited, and then just like kicked it to one side. It's like it's like he was a robot. It was great, but like the guys that do that shit, like you have to. You, like it has to be automatic because it's like when you when you are the you know the dickhead that does something like that and it doesn't like some guys do the stutter step and it's like if you fuck up and miss you're going to get dragged you're going to get dragged so it's better to just walk up take a step back and just hoof it don't get cute don't get cute cuz the keeper's going to dive to the left or the right and on that, we're gonna call it. We're not. We're, we're gonna. We're not gonna get cute, and we're gonna 
stay the course this week. And I think next week we might have Wild Bill might be be uh, educating us on a uh, a rising a rising sport in in America. Quadruple, um, if not septuplet, the listenership. That's right. He's gonna come at us. He's gonna come at us with all all the history, all the facts, the ins and outs, and maybe even some stats, ladies and gentlemen. They were just Until- at the European Open. It's just it's insane with Nico Lacastro. I, I I can hardly wait till next week to go over it. I, like like any NFL uh, game, that we leave you in suspense, and we will hype this up. So for Big John Stud, I'm Metal Matt. We got J-Lo and the Wild One. Be good. Give me one. Go Birds.